Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amud and Maseches Brachas is Lamed Amud Beis. We're beginning at the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Amud Aleph. The Gemara we'll discuss today will have four sections. Let's get started. The Gemara begins the first section talking about Tfilas Musaf. So there's three sheetas in the Mishnah regarding when there's an obligation to Davin Musaf. The Tanakama, his position of Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah is a person is only liable to say Musaf with a minion. The Chazal or Mesak in Musaf in the framework of a minion. The Chachamim in the Mishnah disagree and they say, Chayat to say Musaf even as an individual. And Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah, argues on the first opinion of the Mishnah and says, a yachid is exempted along with the shliach tzibor when he davens with the minion. So the Gemara explains that the nafkamina between the Tanakhama's approach of Rabbi ben Azariah and Rabbi Yehuda's approach of Rabbi ben Azariah is in a scenario where a person is davening a yachid in a city without a minion. So according to Tanakhama, there's no responsibility to say Musaf. Chazal weren't misak in Musaf in that case. So yachid certainly patr. According to Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of Rabbi ben Azariah, you can exempt yourself with the shliach tzibur, but if there's no tzibur, you still have to say Musaf. Turning to Lamad Bitun Beis, the Gemara say that some shaitas follow the position of Rabbi Yehuda and brings rayas from the story of Shmuel. But Rav Yani, Rav Ami, and Rav Asi, they all pass in like the Chachamim, that a yachid is chayef to say Musaf even if there's no tzibur. And the Gemara just tells us one final point here. Rav Chia Bar-Abba repeated Shachris twice, actually, because he forgot Yala V'yavo in the first time around. Seemingly, the Gemara wants to say how he could fit in the position of Rav Yehuda as well, in the name of Rav Lezben Azariah. And since he was davening alone, he didn't have the benefit of hearing Yalav Yehuda from the Shliach Tzibor, which would save his Shmona Esri to some degree, which is why he repeated it. Moving on to the second section now, the Gemara tells us, in a scenario where a person has to daven to tefillahs, either he messed up in the first, so he wants to daven again, or between Shachras and Musaf, there's a certain amount of separation you should have between the tefillahs. The Gemara says either enough that he should be techonin or techolel, but it means the same thing, just different languages. Same idea, which is enough time that you could daven with a clear supplication the second time when you begin. Now, Rav says a halach, if a person on Rosh Chodesh was davening Mayriv and he forgot Yalav Yavo, uh, in such a scenario, he doesn't have to repeat the Shemona Esrei because Bezdin didn't th- sanctify the new moon at night. They'd wait till the day. And therefore, there's leniency granted by missing in Meir if you don't have to repeat it. And the Gemara clarifies Rav's position, even if it was only a one-day Rosh Chodesh and you wouldn't make up Yalav Yavu the next night in Meiriv, you still wouldn't have to repeat it in that Chodesh Chaser. Baruch Hashem, we finished the fourth parak, and let's move on to the fifth parak in the third section of the day. The Mishnah begins and tells us about the serious mentality you should have before you go to Davin. So like the Mishnah, you should only begin tefillah with Kovid Rosh, which Rashi learns is subjugation to Hashem. The original Hasidim used to contemplate for an hour, and then they would Davin. One shouldn't interrupt his Amida, even if a king asks his well-being, or a snake is wrapped around his heel, and he should continue Davin. The Gemara tells us three attempts to show the source that you should Davin only with his Kovid Rosh. But the fourth attempt is accepted, which is Eve as Hashem Beyira, Pasakin Tehillim. You see that you're supposed to serve Hashem, i.e., Tfilah should be done Beyira with Hachnoa and Kovid Rosh. Now, that Pasuk, the end of it says Vigilu Berado, which leads, leads us to the fourth section of the day, 
which literally means rejoice with trembling. So the Gemara understands it means in a situation that one is joyous, he should still tremble, which is to keep the equilibrium that you don't go overboard and end up doing things inappropriately. The Gemara tells us two stories where there were Chachamim who looked overly happy, but they both validated their behavior that it was acceptable because they were wearing tefillin, and as Rashi understands that to mean, that is testimony that the rulership of Hashem is on me, so therefore there's no issue in this situation that I might be throwing off the yoke of heaven or acting inappropriate because those tefillin testify otherwise. We're stopping here. The bottom of Lamed Amud Beis. Bez Hashem will continue on this topic of Vigilu Berada tomorrow with Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph. In the meantime, everyone have a wonderful day.